Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We thrive in tribes. We thrive in groups. We thrive with accountability. We thrive with recognizing somebody else's aha moment about their technology or their art or their healing or their business transformation. That makes us change faster. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. Our guest today is Chris Williams. Chris is the founder of Group Coach Nation, and he owns a digital marketing agency. This is a powerful episode. Chris opens up and shares some personal traumas he faced as a child. His story is one of struggles and comebacks. It's truly inspiring. In addition, he talks about a solution for business owners to no longer feel isolated and alone while growing a business. What happens when we ignore our need for self-healing and what most successful people do to get to the next level? If you're an entrepreneur that feels isolated at times or not sure where to turn when challenges hit, this one's for you. Let's chat with Chris. Hey, Chris, welcome to the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing so awesome. So excited to be here, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Our topic today, I'm not going to reveal it yet is a killer one. It's one that's been on my mind for a while and you are an expert at it. But before I go there, I want to talk about you. Can you tell us what you do? And I guess we're going to about, about to tip our hand anyway. Um, can you tell us what, we, what you do? And, and I'll dig down a little bit from that. Yeah, I do one thing. I teach experts how to build high ticket masterminds. Okay. So I guess we know the topic, right? <laughs> Cat out of the bag. But before we go into that, what I'd love to know, I know you've had a challenging childhood. And you've just got a wonderful uh, way of looking at how you got yourself to where you're at today. Can you share that story just starting with your childhood? And we don't, you know, not every year, but just kind of what got you along and how you, I know you were in an abusive uh, home and just kind of go through that story if you don't mind sharing it. Tyler, I don't share this a lot. So I appreciate asking. I have one tattoo. It's right here on the inside of my left arm. And it says free, F-R-E-E. Oh gosh, I got that tattoo about six years ago. And it was maybe five years ago. It was one year after I remember having the last like deep, dark, suicidal time in my life. Man, a lot of therapy. I'm working my way backwards in the story. A lot of therapy, some group residential program kind of stuff to heal from what was dealt to me as a child. I grew up in a really abusive home, sexually, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, just insane levels of abuse. And and healing, hmm, healing for anybody out there. And I made some mistakes on my own too, growing up, like we all do, right? Sure. Healing from any anything, your own choices or someone else's, is so worthwhile, folks. 
Like Tyler, I appreciate it. Let's dive right into this. Oh my gosh. Like so worthwhile because when you deal with the stuff that's deep down inside, again, stuff that you've done has been done to you and it's embarrassing and dark and scary. And what if somebody knows getting it out in a safe place with a really well-qualified therapist, counselor, whatever, like go find a pro who's expensive and do it right. It's your heart. Mm-hmm. Like heal your heart. And you can't just slap a bandaid on it and keep on moving and grit your teeth and get through it. Unfortunately, it's like any other wound in your body or any other broken bone or torn muscle. You got to work deep. You got to set it back right. And you got to go through the steps to start recovering. And it takes a while. But when you do, your heart gets back. And that impacts your everyday life. And that everyday life impacts your business life. And I know we're here to talk business, but nothing for me has been impactful as fixing my heart in my business. Yeah. They're so intertwined too, right? You made a comment to me prior to the show. You said, no, you need healing, meaning be aware that you need healing. Can you expand on that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I sure can. So I, I honestly think most of us do need healing. And I think most of us create a life that that kind of covers up the worst pains in our life. And I get that. It's it's hard to deal with it. But like we get it, we get pulled back working out in the yard or something like that. We don't spend the rest of the next week trying to make it hurt more. We spend it kind of sheltering it and getting up slow. And that's what we do in our heads and our hearts too. We shelter the pains. We need healing. We're humans. We're just people, folks. We're just like everybody else. We got our broken spots. Go get healing. If you take anything away from today and you want to stop the podcast anywhere, you're like, I got to take action. This is the moment. Hit pause. You can listen to it later. It'll be here six months from now. Get healing. I love that. Now, you also shared with me that part of your journey through the abuse is what got you to do what you're doing now. That, that's part of it. Can you explain that, what you mean by that? Sure. And this is a pretty consistent trend. There's a lot of highly successful people who have very dark backgrounds and are ADHD very often and seem a little crazy to their closest friends and families and people trying to figure out who are you and what do you do in your head? That's really consistent with highly successful people. And that doesn't mean that if you've experienced hard times, you're going to be successful. And it doesn't mean that if you're not successful today and you have experienced hard times, that something's broken. And it doesn't mean that if you are successful, you had a bad day. It's just a common correlation. So know this, if times have been tough from the pandemic, from your childhood, from a previous relationship, from choices you've made, from a a chemical addiction in your life, whatever it is, if times have been tough, you got this. You got this. Find help. Reach out. Start taking steps. It won't be fixed tomorrow, but it will be fixed. You can do it. And you will be an incredible human with incredible capacity because your brain has already been trained. You don't even know it. Your brain's already been trained to be hyper creative and intelligent and problem solving and connected in ways that most people's brains aren't. And those skill sets, those hardwiring things you've put in your neurons already are what make for wildly successful entrepreneurs, leaders, executives, et cetera. So you got this. So Chris, on that note, you know what I'm taking from you a little bit is that do you find or did you find this in yourself that you yourself didn't necessarily know that you needed the help? I mean, did you have to like at some point go, wow, I need the healing or I need to get there? Or was it there all along and you knew you needed that? Like, do people just intuitively know that? No, I didn't know I needed it. 
And I, yeah. I think that's so fascinating. I was 27 before I went to my first therapy session. I mean, we're just, we're just going to keep this a family show, but it was a yeah. really abusive home in, in all the icky ways you could think of. Wow. Um, my dad was my abuser. Wow. And, and there's, there's a lot that like, no matter what's been your life story, and we hear this a lot in so many positive movements today from, from abuse, from work relationships, from race relations, to all kinds of other social ails that we've covered up as a society, that the people who are the victims of those crimes against humanity often, one, don't know there is an option that's other than what they've had. They've normalized it. The culture's normalized it. Or if they do realize it's a problem and it's not normal, they don't know how to say something about it. Wherever you are in that continuum, if you know there's been a problem, stop and call a professional and just sit down for one session and just say it, say it, say it and get help. Don't call someone who's been in your past abuser relationships to talk it out. Call an outsider first, a professional who'll keep you private and safe and say it, and then build a strategy around what should you do next? Don't even think of the strategy today. Don't think if you can handle what's five years from now or one year from now. Find a safe place and say it. I love that. Wow. That's powerful, Chris. That's deep. I really appreciate you sharing that. I am going to segue into talking about masterminds. I know that's a little bit of an awkward segue, but it's what, to your own admission, is kind of what you do now. That's the fiber of where you came from, frankly. And so let's talk about masterminds a little bit. I'm going to set this up. So I've been in masterminds. Frankly, I've been in good masterminds and I've been in bad masterminds. I've done my own mastermind where I was the facilitator, small, very small, just kind of as a beta thing. And now I'm contemplating, and especially after talking to you, to roll it out on a larger level among my client base. So what I'd love to talk with you first is who joins a mastermind and why are masterminds important? I'm going to go after why are masterminds important before who joins. Sure, sure. Great. As a segue from the the mental health and healing space, I realized the power of group therapy in group therapy sessions after being in many, many one-on-one therapy sessions and realized and ask the therapist, why are we all changing so fast here at a residential setting versus one-on-one? Or why are we changing so fast in a weekly 12-step type program versus one-on-one? Really common knowledge in the therapy space. People change much more rapidly in, as some people say, up to five times faster in group sessions than they do in one-on-one sessions. Wow. We're community creatures. We live in little collections. That's how we've been on this planet for a long time. And it's so important to recognize that. And by the way, I want to just address the elephant in the room. If you're an evolutionist or if you're a young earth you know, person who believes, it doesn't matter to me what you believe or how we got here. All of those beliefs come back to people do better in communities. Hmm. We thrive in tribes. We thrive in groups. We thrive with accountability. We thrive with recognizing somebody else's aha moment about their technology or their art or their healing or their business transformation. That makes us change faster. So get in a group. So that's why masterminds for me, I no longer hire one-on-one coaches. I join masterminds. When I realized that I was sitting in my first mastermind up in Boise, Idaho. I don't know how to build a funnel and I, I don't know where to click, but I did join that person's mastermind and it was really, really great. 
<laughs> and I learned in that mastermind that, that with 50 other people in Boise, like the importance of having a mastermind, I was trying to sell my information. And I learned that you got to start with that mastermind before you start building e-courses. Long story in there. But that's the, that's the root of it. Start with a high ticket offer. Start with transforming people's lives together in a group, but where you can interact with them. That's the most important thing. And then work your way backwards from there. Now, let's talk about joining a mastermind. Being in a mastermind is way more powerful than being in someone's e-course or downloading their three-part video series. Like You got to join a group where you have an expert who knows how to navigate the path, and you're going along with a group of people who are like-minded and similar with their goals, and y'all are going down the path together. Now, it's not about you having an expert and they tell you everything. Believe it or not, the expert's not as helpful as you think. <laughs> I'm the least most, I'm the least helpful guy in my mastermind, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm really good at putting the right people in the room. And Tyler, I know in your mastermind setting, you're really good at finding the people in your community who actually need that change. That's the power of a mastermind working is the right people in the room who are committed to making a change. Got it. So Let's just do a kind of a, a mock mastermind here. So let's say I did one. You know, what I do is it's around scaling businesses. It's helping business owners scale their business and grow their business. Mm-hmm. So you put a room full of how would you do it? If you had a room full of business owners, and let's say their, you know, their revenue is one to three million a year, um, they're all in different industries. What would that look like to you? Like how and what would it be in it for them from your perspective? Oh, okay. This is awesome. This used to be actually, you're talking about the first mastermind I ever ran. Really? Literally what it was about. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Oh my gosh. So many great memories there. So what's in it for the people in the room, all, all of you listening in, like this is a great mastermind, by the way. Brilliant. We all want to scale and grow our businesses. Even I do. I can't imagine a space where I wouldn't want to. Right. So whatever that number is for you, wherever you are now, whatever scale looks like for you, you want to grow, but we all find ourselves at at these walls along the journey, hurdles along the track, so to speak. We keep banging into them. It could be going from zero employees to your first hire successfully, because you know you've been through 10 and it just hadn't worked out. Right. All right. What's about that? Is it you as a leader? Is it the wrong person? Is it SOPs? Is it training? What did I do wrong? It could be go from going from 10 employees to 100 employees. It could be finally breaking through that half million or that million or that five million, that $20 million barrier, whatever it is for you, we all hit those walls. And those are normal growth phases. Don't feel bad about yourself. You're not alone. Everybody hits the same ones. All right. It's just a matter of how fast can you clear the barriers? Like don't struggle. Don't sit and bang your head against the same wall for three years. If you already have time to stop, all right, you're getting a bruise. And if you're just finding a new barrier, don't struggle with it. Join a group where you got somebody who knows how to navigate those waters. That's Tyler, your expert here. You already trust the guy. You're <laughs> listening to the freaking show. He's your guy, obviously, right? And then you're with a group of people. And here's the cool thing, Tyler. I love this about masterminds that I'm in as a student and the ones I lead. Somebody else always thinks of something. You're like, having a lot of trouble with a key staff member. Big topic in your... In your right, life. right. Oh my gosh. People start talking about their other issues. And then like half the people are like, we used to struggle with that, but we don't anymore. And people are like, what happened? Well, we put in this structure of accountability and we start hiring for these kind of traits. And, we, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. Where'd you find your people? And they're like, oh my gosh, there's this whole other world where we can go find awesome people. You wouldn't find that in a one-on-one coaching setting like you do in a group setting. I pay more. I pay more, Tyler, to be in masterminds than I ever would hiring one-on-one coaches. Wow. 
The mastermind I'm in right now as a student, we meet um, June, my, my, one of my staff members just texted me a second ago, we were in the call. <laughs> and she said, I have uh, all the Cancun details for June. Let me know when you need to catch up. That's Kimberly on, on my texting right there. I'm in a mastermind. I paid $43,000 to be in. It's wow. more than it would have cost me to hire that coach one-on-one. Sure. But I don't want that coach one-on-one. I want what that coach knows. And I want to be in a group of people doing the same things. That's where transformation happens. I don't want to grow as fast as I can with a one-on-one. I want to grow five times faster. Why wait? Can we just get it done? Let's go. Hey, this is Tyler. Oftentimes, business owners and entrepreneurs hire me because they are stuck. Their business is stuck. They've hit a wall and can't take their business to the next level. And they're frustrated. When I grew my second business, it took me a while to get the pieces to fit. But once they did, the business scaled fast. In fact, it grew to 25 million in annual revenue and ultimately sold for eight figures. So I decided to put together a roadmap for scaling a business. I wanna help stuck business owners that wanna scale, but are having challenges. It's called the Scale in Five Roadmap. And you can get a copy by doing the following. Text the number 55444 and type the word scale and hit send. A copy of the roadmap will be sent to your inbox. That's where transformation happens. I don't want to grow as fast as I can with a one-on-one. I want to grow five times faster. Why wait? Can we just get it done? Let's go. Right. So I know there's people in the audience going, hey, I don't even really know what a mastermind is. Can you give us kind of the nuts and bolts? I know they vary to some degree, depending on the person facilitating them. But what is a mastermind? Like, what do you physically do? How many people are typically in a mastermind? Those types of questions. Yeah. So a mastermind is a relatively small group of people with the same goal. All right. Masterminds are not new. Uh, not new at all. If you want to look at old religion, let's look at Jesus and 12 disciples. Mm. Folks, that's a mastermind. It's a leader. And then 12 other dudes who had the same general goals to accomplish. And they were doing that together. If you want to look at uh, business, look at the Rockefellers and their buddies. They were building high ticket masterminds and masterminds among their huge business world buddies a long time ago. You got examples of that in ancient Chinese culture. I was reading a bunch about ancient China recently, just fascinating, brilliant culture back there. They were building masterminds 4,000 years ago. Wow. I wasn't trying to find that out. It's just, it's what it was. It's a group of people, has to be a small group. If you're in a group of 200 people and you got a Facebook group and the coach jumps in and does live Q&A once a month and there's a bunch of recourse stuff, that's not a mastermind, that's an e-course. Cool, is what it is, not bad. It's an e-course with a Facebook group. A mastermind is typically... 10 to 50 people. It's broad range. But if you start getting over that, it's really hard to help people. And they meet on a regular basis on Zoom or in person. And they're actually sequentially going through processes to get things done. Or they might identify a topic they're going to all master and cover next month. They're all going to collectively help each other accomplish that goal and rapidly move through a succession of successful events. Cool. Now, Do most masterminds, I've heard the terminology hot seat. And as I understand it, and the ones I've been part of, is each participant would get on the hot seat and then they'd share one of the challenges that they might have. And then the group would collaborate with them uh, to solve it. Is that something, is that common for most masterminds or is that in the ones you're part of? 
Depends on the masterminds. Uh, okay. The one that I'm part of right now as a student does do a hot seat methodology. Okay. For anybody who wants to. I was in the hot seat uh, a few weeks ago or last quarter when we were in person in Miami. But the mastermind, I teach two masterminds and then host a third. Wow. So one of our masterminds, our group coach nation advanced program does not have a hot seat, but we strategically let everybody go in rounds of solving problems. So in effect, it's the same thing. Here's what's going on for me. Can you help me? Right. Our, our group coach nation pro doesn't have a hot seat or any structure like that. It's more relationship based. It's a bunch of digital marketing industry leaders who are in our pro group. And we meet a couple of times a year in person and then rarely on zoom, like once a month. And we actually you know, crack codes collectively in our industry and grow rapidly. The one I facilitate is that larger mastermind where it's intentional hot seats. All we do is for a year, there's 10 or 12 of us in that group, fix each other's businesses collectively. We show up as a collective mind to be the CEO of that business for several days a year. Right. So that's extremely hot seat oriented. It just depends on the structure, right? Right. Now, would you say also a byproduct of the masterminds are the networking relationships with the participants themselves? Like, do you see that spin off into business relationships and opportunities? People, when they buy their mastermind for the first time, first mastermind they've ever been, if it's a good one, yeah, they buy it thinking that what I'm getting is the transformation I want and the byproduct is relationships. But if you've been in a good mastermind, all of a sudden you realize oh my gosh, the relationships were actually a thing and the byproduct was solving the problem I thought I had. And yeah, you're going to solve the problem, but the relationships in the room will make you more money and take you farther down the influence and success path than anything else will. We all know that. Everybody says all about the relationships, always has been, always will be. Yeah. Now, in terms of meeting, how often they meet, what's a typical mastermind? Is it monthly, quarterly? What do you see? You know, the more tactical it is, typically the more frequently they meet and the shorter duration of the mastermind. So our advanced program, for instance, teaches people how to build their high ticket mastermind. We only meet for 10 to 12 weeks because it only takes about eight weeks to build a high ticket mastermind of your own. So why make it take a year, right? It's a very tactically oriented start to finish. You and your team member can just get it done and execute. But our pro group is a year long and it's kind of this like subscription model. People just don't leave it because it's good relationships. Mm. And that doesn't have a tactical nature to it. We're not there to be like, here's the 12 steps to do this. We're there to say, hey, who's got an issue? Okay, you do. Awesome. How can we help that? Five people like, I know how to fix it. Let's jump on a Zoom call tomorrow and it's done. So it's more just ongoing. These are the right people to be with. Got it. Now, what what would you say hurts a mastermind or what makes a mastermind not work? Group selection. Group selection. And is that all on the facilitator to decide the right? Okay. Yes. If the facilitator chooses the wrong group, it crushes a mastermind. It won't happen right. And and as a facilitator, we all have this experience as facilitators. Sometimes we like pick the perfect 10, 15, 20 people. Yeah. And sometimes you like got them almost right. And then three weeks in, you're like, oh my gosh, this person doesn't fit. And as a facilitator, you have to deal with it or else it'll ruin it for everybody. You got to either have that person learn how to play by the rules and and be cool with the norm, which is done by setting up really clear rules and guidelines at the beginning of how this program works. Or sometimes you have to ask somebody to just step down and say, hey, I don't think this is the right fit for you and, and help them move on. So who is a good profile then? Would you say generally this is going to be a good fit for, for a mastermind? 
okay, if it's okay, Tyler, let me explain who the right profile is for my mastermind and let you translate that for everybody else listening, translate this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say three qualifications and this will be super clear of why this is important to me. And it'll be clear why you need to change two of the three to be your own. Okay. First qualification in my mastermind. Again, I teach experts how to build high ticket masterminds. Mm-hmm. You have to be an expert. Okay. Sure. So to be in my mastermind, you already have to have an expertise in something. I don't teach anyone how to have that expertise. That's really important. So everybody listening in, if you're thinking about building your own mastermind, think about what is the number one quality or prepackaged stuff someone has to have to be an awesome participant. So you don't have to teach them the basics. You can teach them how to take the next big step. For me, it's be an expert. I teach experts how to do masterminds. Number two, they have to be a great communicator. If they're going to lead a mastermind, they have to be an awesome communicator. I don't want to teach basic communication skills. Other masterminds and coaches do that. That's not me. What is another thing? Have three, folks. Everybody needs to have three. Have three qualifications. What's another thing you're looking for that you can screen for when you're on a call with somebody or looking at somebody's social media account to see, is this my person? Are they already an engineer? Are they already a financial planner? Are they already in business? Are they already at this level of employees? Whatever it is for you. Number three, everybody should have this one. They need to be a natural giver, a natural giver. If they are, and the only way to really know that is to do a deep dive on their social platforms or get on a Zoom call or get on a podcast with them or something where you can actually interact and get to know them because it takes a relationship to find that out. But if they're not a natural giver, in my mastermind, they can be an expert, the best communicator ever. But if they're just always take, 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 they won't add value to the group experience. But if you put 15, I, I take 15 people at a time in our advanced group, if you put 15 natural givers in a group, they're all experts and all communicators, you're going to freaking change everybody's business overnight. Powerful. And that's what happens. So always have that as one of your qualifications for people in your mastermind is they got to be a natural giver. Everything else is kind of secondary. Right. And I want to really just drill deeper here. What's in it for the participant? Is it, you've used the word transformational. So like really define that. Like if someone's joining, let's say my mastermind, they're joining. Yeah. They want to scale their business. Yeah. yeah, They want to scale their business. So what should they expect? Is it a fresh litany of ideas every time they have a problem or a challenge they're facing? Is it, you know, what, what, what could they expect to get out of it? Yeah. Here's the truth of it. You and I both, Tyler, we don't think of new, crazy, cool ideas every day right, because right. there aren't any. Right. What makes highly successful people highly successful is the fundamentals every time. It's always the business fundamentals. It's systems, processes, teams, leadership. Here's the worst thing about this. As business owners, as experts, as coaches, consultants, local business owners, online mega business owners. We can't see our own crap. We're blind. That's why people hire consultants and coaches. It's not that you don't have the IQ to take your business to the next level. All of you listening to Tyler all the time, those are smart people. It's not that you can't read the books or watch the YouTube videos. You've already done that. It's that we're blind to our own issues all too frequently. And hiring a coach to help you see through it and say, okay, let's simplify, step back a minute and actually get the right things done. That will change your business. And if you've never tried it, oh my gosh, try it. It will change your business. Ask somebody you trust. You already trust Tyler. Ask Tyler. The mastermind thing, what a participant gets out of that is just a way stickier and more rapid process to get what they want in their life or their business. 
Love it. I love it. Hey, so got a few more things before you wrap up. Let's yeah. now switch the gears. So what do you, who's your client? Who are you looking for? You said experts earlier. So kind of tell me what, who you're looking for to talk to and who makes a good fit for coming into your community. Business experts who are great communicators looking to build that high ticket mastermind, that top tier model that all the best have. It's very simple to build. And so many people who are already wildly successful even come through our mastermind because they've had an enormous amount of success on low ticket offers, maybe, or done for you services or one-on-one consulting, but their, their schedule's just maxed out. And the mastermind just lets you get your life back. It's way more profitable than anything else you can do. And it's very simple to execute on. Very cool. And all, of course, I've got two questions for you. One, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball on you, but I can tell you can almost handle anything. I love to always ask towards the end of the show, if you have a life or a business tip that the audience and myself can apply and, and make us better either in life or in business. Is there anything that you happen to have off the top of your head? Yeah, simplify. I'm constantly looking at things that I can do to simplify. And I'm constantly reminding myself to simplify. I actually wrote it down again on a notepad last night, just big, big letters, simplify. I love that. I'm looking for things I can stop doing because a lot of things we do, we shouldn't even be delegating. We should just stop doing it. It's not bringing you profit, saving you time, helping your business or your clients in any way. Stop doing it. I'm looking for things I can delegate. Number two, just simplify. If it needs to be done and it's not in my unique skill set, I'm going to delegate it. And then three, I'm looking for the very few things that I can focus my time on and just totally get it right. Wow. I love that. So simplify, just get rid of it if you can't delegate it. And then what was number three? Get rid of it, delegate it, or just do a very few things really, really well. Love it. Love it. So I'll put this in the show notes. Groupcoachnation.com is your website. Is there anywhere else if the audience wanted to reach out to you or get to know you anywhere else that you'd like? All the social media links and everything are on the website. Just, just go there. We have tons of free stuff. Just find out, are you a beginner, advanced, or pro-level person and starting to build your own mastermind if you want to build one? And take a look around. It's all free for you there. Like so much free stuff there. Just start working. Do the right things. Do the right work and you'll get results. Ah, that's great, Chris. You are just a cool dude. I appreciate you sharing you know, your, your life story in terms of what got you here. I think what you offer is great. And I'm really excited to get to know you more. I know you've helped me with my thoughts around my own mastermind. I'd like to spin off. So I can't thank you enough. Tyler, so great to talk to you. Hey, everybody, all the Tyler fans, fans out there, you guys are are just awesome. Keep leaning in, keep asking the right questions and do the work to get the results. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? 
Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.